0: Uh, welcome back to Dime Gaming Bros. Uh, I am your co-host Spencer, joined by my co-host Jacob. Hello. He says hello. Uh, this is a show where the two of us talk about video games and tech news and video game adaptations and stuff and things and video games. We're cheap, which is usually a lie. Uh, we we these are some of the only things that we splurge on, but we try to do our best to be cheap, hence the name Dime, as if you could ever buy a video game for 10 cents. Um uh, that's not true. GameStop will buy it from you for 10 cents. <laughs> I once, uh, what was it? Back in
1: April, I think, I got a Bioware game for free. Oh. On disc. Cringe. I said no to it at first, and they're like, <laughs> it's free, though. I'm yeah. like,
0: <sighs> It's free, it's it's a free twenty hours of entertainment. Fine. Doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter how bad it is. I'll like it's free. I'll take a
1: free copy of Anthem.
0: Oh <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> uh, yes. So this is the final episode of the first season of Dime Gaming Bros. We've been doing this for a whole freaking year, which is pretty wacky to me. It's crazy. It's weird. Time flies when you're having fun and. Shooting aliens, mostly.
1: Have we been having fun though?
0: Good question. Mm. Um, so anyway, if we have to watch another Sonic movie, I might not be having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, final piece of trivia: We will be switching up our our uh, special trivia tidbits format next next season for the next incoming year. But final trivia question: okay. bum, bum, bum. There is, so you know, t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They are turtles. Yes, they are in lots of things. They turtles started in comics on the half shell. Turtle Power. Yes, they're in shows and books and games and all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, usually they they're started in Dover, New Hampshire, which yeah. is pretty close which to is us,
1: like twenty minutes away from your yep. house. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Yeah, wacky. Um, they usually get a new song. It's a corny, goofy turtles rap song. Yes. Almost every single new movie or or game or whatever. Yep. Which one was the most popular, and who was it by? You will know it, because you've heard it a lot.
1: I highly doubt that. I think I can I think barely you will. name you the Turtles, so. I believe in you. Okay. Um, <laughs> X-Gun give it to you.
0: <laughs> no. Nice try, you Deadpool-brained child. <laughs> Moving on to... I think you beat dead brain Child. <laughs> Something like that. Moving on to more Turtles stuff. Uh, the two of us played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, uh, which is a recently released beat-em-up arcade game developed by Tribute Games and published uh, by Dotemu. I don't know words. Uh, and is obviously based on the Turtles. Uh, it's based on the comic books and then the 87 animated series. Uh, this, this game got them Pixels. It's one of the pixel games, you know? Because
1: we both played it, it's going to be a cowabunga extravaganza.
0: Wow. Thank you. Thank you. (sighs) Jacob is learning new words because of the turtle. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, It was released for Windows Linux. (laughs) (laughs) They released things for Linux. That's
1: great. Um, Linux gets better game development, uh, game support than Apple.
0: Well, yeah. Apple doesn't count. Apple's not a real computer. Well,
1: you're laughing at Linux...
0: Because nobody says it was released for Mac OS. (laughs) Uh, It also came out on the Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Came out in this most recent June, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, You see Krang, the evil robot brain man. His body is in pieces, because of reasons. And then a bunch of different bosses have parts of his body and you gotta go chase him down and then eventually he puts it all together and becomes a big boy and you gotta punch him and then he becomes the Statue of Liberty and then you gotta punch her and then the game's over. No,
1: no, then you fight Shredder twice. Again,
0: yeah. Th- this game is very simple. It is an arcade style beat up so. It is so
1: 16 levels long.
0: Each one lasting roughly 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like,
0: we suck. To the ten minutes. We suck, but you know, roughly that neck of the woods. Uh, if you don't die a lot or have to restart, it's, yeah, it's about ten minutes. Uh, each level, or the vast majority of levels, include a couple of collectibles uh, that you can collect for some of the side characters from the animated series, like nasty bugs. Yeah, you can get some VHS tapes, crystal shards. Cause there's, there's a couple of elves
1: that are looking for some crystal meth.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's. They a handful of really those and that's when we
1: turned in the crystal meth
0: understandably so man uh they they you know i was trying to find a good breaking bad joke and it just wasn't one <laughs> they um...
1: gave us 200 points for those rocks yeah where'd
0: those points go though i don't know i don't know <laughs> um yeah so it has it was probably under 20 collectibles in total or somewhere in that 20 to 25 probably yeah, something like that. Which is nice. I I like that. It's like every once in a while you'd open up a open up a door or like bust a crate, and you're like, oh, look a fly. Instead of it being like a collectible hunt, you're still focused on the gameplay. Right. And I like that each level tells
1: you, uh, the the before you even start the level, it tells you how many things are in it and how many you've gotten. So yes. it's simple to know which level you have to replay to get the thing.
0: Yeah, and then at the end of the level it gives you a nice little end screen with, you know, your time, uh, total hits, longest combo, uh, collectibles retrieved, etc. And it compares you to the other people you're playing with. Uh, I almost... uh,
1: Most of the levels ended with me getting an award for spending the most time in the air because I liked... I really liked spamming the, the, the... Jump attack.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So. I spent the most amount of time running away because I'm a coward. (laughs) Uh, So speaking of gameplay, it's very straightforward. You know, 2.5D beat-em-up stuff. There is a primary attack button, a special attack button, which builds up after a certain amount of uh, landed hits slash, uh, like, combo extended. There's a combo meter for amount of hits strung together uh, without getting hit, of course. There's a
1: dash and a jump. Yeah. There's a taunt. I found out uh, watching the tutorial after we finished the game last night that we could share our health pool by giving each other a high five. So oh, that might have been helpful. That
0: would have been so useful to know. But uh, we were originally playing this with our other buddy Colin, which was the the plan. We announced it. We were planning on having him on this show for that, but things kind of fell apart, and we all we all went our separate ways. The the band disbanded this week. Uh, so that didn't happen. he'll be back next week. Yes. Uh, but he was just like, no, you will not watch the tutorials. We will play now. So we didn't get to look at the tutorials. We just had to, had to make do.
1: But out of 22 slides, I think there were two things that we didn't know and the rest we figured out on our own.
0: So they're mostly basic like direction and attack buttons, which is nice. Um, honestly, I think the, the gameplay was, was pretty dang solid. There is some, uh, there are probably video gaming terms for this that I'm not aware of, but like, there's a little bit of uh, the hit boxes are kind of funny on some of the characters, whether yeah. it be characters you're fighting or the bosses or whatever, which is kind of expected for like an arcade style game. Especially but,
1: because a lot of the bosses were really big compared to the turtles.
0: Right. Uh, so sometimes it was a little tricky to nail down exactly where a hit's going to land, either hitting you or you hitting somebody else. And that's always been a problem
1: with the the street brawler genre. Anyway. It seems to
0: just be inherent to the genre. Yeah, like, it's, it's really hard to
1: moving up and down the screen, or you know, left and right on the road. It's tough to tell where exactly the characters are sometimes.
0: Yeah, um, but beyond that, that was pretty much my only like gameplay gripe. The attacks are satisfying, if a little repetitive. The combos work well. The I had a
1: tough time near the end with the dinosaurs that popped up. Uh, because they kept charging. Yeah, so and...
0: character-wise, uh, for opponents, each basically each level had different opponents in it. You had probably ten different types of foot ninjas. Uh, You had some guys that did some punching. You had some guys that had, like, shuriken. You had guys that had, like, spears. You know, each had slightly different gameplay. And then there are some levels where there are dinosaurs. Are, there are some uh, triceratops-looking motherfuckers, and those were the worst.
1: Just because because I've played a lot, dark, a lot of Dark Souls, I'm going to use that terminology. It's like, I would dodge and still get hit, or I'd be in an animation, like my, my special animation, and still get hit. And it's like, there were no iframes, basically, of being safe. It right. was like, if you touch the bad guy, you get hit. Yeah. And it was very frustrating trying to manage uh, the level because there were... There was no safety.
0: <laughs> right. Um, a lot of that, I think, also has to do with the fact that the the hit animations are so long on, on the turtle's end. You yeah. get hit and you get knocked on your ass and it takes a minute to get up. There is no, you know, the, the nanosecond you stand back up, you can get knocked back down again. So it's a, it's a lot of relying on, like, the odds playing out in your favor that they're not right next to you. So you can get up and try, you know, start stringing together moves again. Right. Um, that and the rock men who have a similar attack pattern in terms of charging, um, and being big bulky bastards was very fucking annoying. They had this, the similar issue for me. They don't attack you in the, they, they don't poke you with their faces, you know, but like it's easier to get behind them to attack them. But because they're so tall and they move fairly quickly, it's, was very obnoxious. The revive system was pretty neat, if very repetitive. So you get a certain amount of lives to start. After getting a certain amount of, of hits or scores or finding a life in a level, you get an additional life added to your life pool. Um, and then if you get knocked down totally, then you have a little loading bar above your head with a, a countdown timer, and one of your buddies has to come over and put pizza in your face, which Wave was cute.
1: pizza under your
0: nose. I think it's cute, but it does it get a little annoying. I mean sure i i get that pizza is good but it just it does get a little repetitive by the time you're hitting like the end game and it's you know you're each dying numerous times it, it's a bit much but there is a level up
1: system for every character you can uh level them up the more you play and after having played through the whole game we're not exactly sure the benefits of leveling up it would flash over the screen that you leveled up as you're fighting a hundred bad guys at the time and can't really take the time to look and see what happened, but yeah. um, it would say that your life bar has been extended a little bit or you hit a certain level so now you can use your special in a different button combo to do a different kind of special attack. Um, it, it feels like... I want to say the life count Increase too because i was starting levels with five lives and you were starting with four
0: so i don't know i suck ass it felt more like the 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 stat changes that would come with each level up were not either described thoroughly enough or they weren't a big enough change for me to notice on my own and because of the type of game this is uh it It encourages, like, a replay or ten of them because of the way there's different characters, and they do have, there's, like, six or seven characters, and they all have different stats, which are slightly different. But that's a lot of work to do, and then it's like, oh, cool, so now you're god-moded, and what's, like, what's the end goal there? Does the game change when everyone is, you know, max level, and then you can speedrun it in ten minutes, like? It doesn't really encourage me to go back, other than just for the gameplay itself. It's like I'm bored. I'll flip this on for thirty minutes. I'll pop out a level or two, and then right. I'll put it back.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, at the end of the game, we unlocked the ability to play as Casey Jones, but that was like the only unlock of, right. <laughs> from playing the
0: game. Congrats! Play it again. Yeah. There uh, was
1: not even a, a new game plus. Well, granted, there's it's kind of a new game
0: plus in the sense that there's mode. there's multiple save files. And you do, I'm assuming you get to all of your characters, like, transfer over, I would, I would think. I don't know. I, I mean, that's worth looking into, I guess. But it just, it feels, it very much so feels like this is an arcade machine put into a controller, which is cool. And it, it has a high level of polish, but, like, it, it's, it's not a full. It's quickly it, Yeah, it's not a full release game. It's definitely more fun with people. The fact that oh, we were oh, yeah. playing together was a lot more enjoyable. If I was playing that by myself, I would have been, like, blasting music and getting angry. Yeah. But having a couple of drinks and talking shit the whole time really makes it go by a lot quicker. Um, the bosses... It gets in pretty of... zany, too. Like, yeah.
1: The one time we played with Colin, there were three good guys on a a <laughs> what felt like a small screen and a ton of bad guys, and there's a... S- a button that you can hit to find yourself in the mess. It'll that was flash useful. like, this is me. <laughs> yeah. Which you kind of need sometimes. Cause it's like, I cannot tell what is happening right yeah, now. Yeah,
0: Sometimes when they're moving around so much and all the other characters also have really bright costumes, the color of your headbands can get a little lost in yeah. the fray. Um, Level design-wise, nothing stood out as good or bad. It was just all fine. It, you know, it was fun. I, I appreciate that none of the levels really overstayed their welcome, except for, like, one of them. One boss fight that yeah. you kept dying, and I had to carry <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, that one was really annoying. But the uh, rest of them, you know, it lasted their good ten minutes. There are some new enemies. There's some some quirky scenarios. A new, you know, hazard, like a, a laser beam or something.
1: That's what I was going to say. Some cars driving by or or laser beams um there were a couple of levels where
0: you the turtles ride their their flying skateboards or whatever the gameplay is exactly the same which i kind of appreciate the fact it's an aesthetic difference the yeah. gameplay is identical yeah you don't have to worry about actually using your controlling board. controlling it differently. it moves the same as you move and enemies come and go on vehicles the same way they'd be moving normally right it just makes it look neat
1: there were uh a couple sections Within levels where they launch a bunch of drones and those are flying enemies compared to the turtles. So you had to spam the the jumping attack to get the drones. Yeah, And that was a little bit annoying because it's really hard to aim. It's like the problem of where is the bad guy on the road in the air. So it just multiplies the difficulty of figuring out where the bad guy is. Right. Do
0: you aim at the bad guy or do you aim at a shadow? And then like every game has a different approach to how they do those sorts of things. So it's just a crapshoot on figuring it out. Um, general presentation was polished, if very straightforward. The I just, there was no frame rate dropping. The resolution was solid. the The game looks good. It's yeah, it's pixel I'm porn
1: playing on current gen, and yeah. it's like. Maybe a gig-sized video game. You like, never know. Things It's really can be not
0: demanding. <laughs> it's definitely polished, I'll give it that. For yeah. being a small package, there was very few... I, I, There's, like, no tech issues that I could recall. Mostly skill issues. Lots of skill issues. I suck. Uh,
1: the sound design... Uh, that
0: is one of my only negatives.
1: The music was great. Yes. The music was fantastic. Uh, it is tough, though. So there's a taunt button that you can hit that uh let your character take a breather and most of the characters will taunt the enemies and it takes i don't know 15 seconds to I mean
0: probably like 4 but you know sure it
1: feels a lot longer
0: it feels long and then each character that... only has one taunt and it yeah. plays the same audio clip each time
1: the taunt is to give yourself a, a special and you get like two or three specials um stacked on top of the other so uh, you sometimes can sense when it's about to be a boss fight. Of so course, we would just sit outside and and taunt, essentially six times and party,
0: dude. <laughs> yeah, but it, it gets a bit annoying. It when gets
1: very every grating.
0: Every level has at least one boss in it, and then you're doing that at minimum a couple of times during the boss fight, if not during the rest of the level. And it's yeah. like the some repetit some some uh other additions for that would have been nice, or yeah. just.
1: Or just mute it.
0: Yeah, maybe every four times it'll say something. You right. know, something just RNG, that shit. Um, that got a little repetitive. And just the general sound effects, while good, were also very limited in like variations of the same noise. Uh, there's a certain amount of hits that are just the same noise over and over again. And that's to be expected. But it is still a negative.
1: That one didn't bother me as much because it helps you... It helps you know that you're actually connecting. Yeah. And it's a, it's a beat-em-up. It's a street brawl. It's, it's so, expected. It's just, Yeah, that's expected.
0: About halfway through our second play session, uh, I was like, I kind of want to put on some music. We didn't because then I realized how close to the end we were. But, like, I strongly, after getting yeah. back in the groove of it, I considered just throwing on some different music because the sound effects weren't terribly necessary at that point and yeah, they were getting a little grating.
1: Definitely after having played through it, Um, I still want to dark around with it a little bit more on my own. Get some more collectibles. I'm definitely going to put on Spotify and just vibe for a bit
0: with it. Which is fair. It's not, I don't think the game is telling you it's going to be anything other than that, which is fair. Yeah. Um, So it took us two separate sessions of roughly three hours apiece. The first one we were playing with Colin. Uh, we ended up, so we started on the highest difficulty out of, I think three or four. Three. Uh, Jacob is dumb, and he's a masochist.
1: Yeah, excuse me for thinking the three of us could kick this kids' game ass all over the place. The kids' game,
0: excuse which is... me! Yeah, the game that's targeted at people who grew up with a cartoon in the 80s is a kids' game. Yes. <laughs> I could not see a five-year-old playing this. Um, what? What? You're crazy. I I know I'm crazy, but, um... Yeah. So we played for probably an hour on on the hardest difficulty and we were just getting our ass handed to us and we got multiple By game overs.
1: boss. We made it yeah. several levels. Eh? Yeah, we got it was We I, probably got a third of the way in, honestly.
0: Eh, ish. like a quarter if we're lucky. But we got to like level 4ish and then we just kept dying on the boss and then getting game over. So we bumped it down to normal. Played up until basically where we had gotten with Colin, then Colin left. Uh, And then our second session yesterday took about another three, maybe four hours to get through the rest of the game. Uh, It's definitely short, and it's definitely an arcade shooter. Yeah. Or not arcade shooter. Arcade Arcade beat-em-up. Yeah. So I can't really complain about length. It didn't overstay its welcome. If it was like thirty levels and we tried to binge it, I probably would have gotten annoyed. (laughs) Like I get, it's always a a difficult thing between how much, how much, yeah, how much content do you want versus how much is just kind of too much of the same. And if they didn't have any more ideas on unique enemies or unique bosses, then like probably cut it off when you when you've run, let them run their course. You fight Shredder three times through the game; they're all different forms, and like that's it. So it's it's nice to not need to dip back into the pool and it's like and now it's this character but with laser eyes you know terraria type shit where it's like oh it's the boss but it's in heart mode so it's entirely different now you know mm. none of that stuff how much did
1: you pay for this i want to say i spent 15 dollars on it. i had a 10 dollar coupon
0: nice and you this is on playstation 5 correct yes wow look at that uh so I, I just said it like an hour ago. This feels like it would be twenty dollars on like Xbox Live Arcade from the three sixty era. Um or like twenty bucks on like the current Xbox series slash Xbox One store. Like it feels like for a physical release, it's probably asking a bit much at I it's la- it launched at the full sixty and I
1: Oh no it didn't. What? No way. It launched at twenty five.
0: What? Yep. So, uh, currently, it is launching on Xbox One for $35 in, like, a couple of weeks. I don't know why that was a delayed release. So, mm. somewhere in the $25 to $35 range. Seems like the teeniest bit too much. Tiny little itty-bitty bit much. Little sale, small sale, Yep. or gift card with coupon. Um,
1: added value if you have at least one other friend. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I would love to get five or six people uh, a full party in on it Uh but i don't have that many friends so um
0: i can see it being decent on your own on like a switch just because of like just the screen being like right there you know but definitely on a full-size console it's much better with friends it's designed for that it's a co-op game right
1: possibly the best co-op game Best style co-op Thank you.
0: Not Yeah, not the best, but no, the best, no, no. best style, style is... Be, yeah, beat-em-ups and those types of arcade games are always better with friends. So, this song is obviously a meme because it's, you know, a Ninja Turtle rap. Um, so, it featured at the end of the second live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Directed by Michael Bay? No, the, the original ones. Oh,
1: so that would... Secret of the Ooze?
0: Correct. The one where they don't use their weapons at all because they wanted it to be a kid's movie, and I hate that. I hate that, and I don't like the movie. But this song did come from that, and it is infamous. It's by a white dude with a big haircut you've definitely seen before because he's not really a real rapper. Eminem. Not quite there, buddy. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> I got nothing. So we got a big old pile of news for the past month we do it's a pretty good pile and for once it doesn't involve union disputes and breast milk so this is a good month i
1: think you mean union disputes or breast milk it's a very and or, very important conjunction there
0: eh. and or who cares from comicbook.com video games based on skybound's long-running superhero series invincible are now confirmed to be in the works In recent years, Skybound has been expanding Invincible in a number of different ways. Not only is there an ongoing animated series on Amazon Prime Video that has been renewed for a third season, but a live-action movie adaptation of the comic book has been in development since 2017. Now the property seems poised to make its next major leap to the realm of video games. Skybound Entertainment announced that it plans to kick off a number of new initiatives next year with Invincible to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the series. While most of these announced plans involved re-released versions of various comics, Skybound also flippantly added that it will unveil new apparel, collectibles, laptop... tabletop games, video games, and more. This footnote related to video games is incredibly interesting and marks the first time that Invincible will be associated with the gaming medium. And it probably won't be half bad because Skybound does make video games. They they pitched in on some of the Walking Dead stuff when Telltale died, (laughs) and they were the ones who finished the game. Because it's the company that, you know... Robert Kirkman is uh, pretty heavily involved in, you know? You know, Invincible and, and, and Walking Dead, the two only good things Robert Kirkman has done. <laughs> Interesting.
1: Did it say what kind of game? No. Okay,
0: because I've... So this is going to be like 2027 if we're s- lucky.
1: I've seen a bunch of video games that have the anime style, like Dragon Ball games or whatever, and it does look good, even in motion. So, I mean, I know less than nothing about
0: uh invincible but you'd like it. It's good shit. Okay. And yeah, this game could go up a thousand different ways. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll we'll friggin' see.
1: From MSN dot com. After rumors and leaks, including an early morning flub that revealed their entire showcase lineup, Konami has finally officially shared its plans for the Silent Hill franchise. During the showcase, which was presented as a live stream but ended up being a 48 minute long video. We saw news of a remake, a new movie, an interactive live experience, some merch, and a brand new game all within the Silent Hill universe. The first announcement came as little surprise, Bloober Team, the studio that developed layers of fear and more recently, The Medium, and also as an aside, The Observer, which I've been telling Spencer for two years now (laughs) to play. Eat my ass. Okay. Uh, is working on a Silent Hill 2 remake. Where Silent Hill 1 remake?
0: Where? I have no comments.
1: No word yet on a release date, but it is notable that the game will be available exclusively on PS5 and PC for the first year post release. The Silent Hill 2 remake announcement was compounded by the news that Konami has once again teamed up with Christoph Gans, director of Silent Hill from 2006, to make a new movie based on Silent Hill 2. I've seen that movie. This is a big oof. (laughs) After a lengthy conversation with Gans and his vision for Silent Hill 2, Konami shared all the neat merchandise it's planning to release featuring, what else? A bunch of what will likely be ridiculously expensive but cool statues of everyone's favorite triangle helmet wearer, some kind of pyramid head if you will. Ah. The presentation also shared that Konami is working on two totally new Silent Hill experiences. Silent Hill Ascension seems like an interactive multiplayer visual novel like game in which fans get to decide what happens and who lives and who dies with no reset button. Not exactly sure what that means, but it sounds like Konami managed to make Until Dawn a multiplayer game. <laughs> okay. Much less was said about the second game, Silent Hill Townfall, with a T at the beginning, a Townfall, but it's being developed. In collaboration with No Code Studio and Annapurna Interactive. To close out the presentation, we got a short glimpse at a completely new Silent Hill game that's not a remake or a movie or an interactive choose your own adventure thing. Silent Hill F. Silent Hill F seemingly takes place in Japan and therefore far away from the titular foggy town. Uh, and the trailer's end features a grossly unsettling moment when a girl's flesh falls off her face. There are also disgusting moments in which spore-like tentacles grow out of circular holes in discarded bodies before blooming into red spider lilies. That was intentionally worded. That's disgusting.
0: Tripophobes or tripophobes? Tripophobes. Whatever. One of me. Those people who go on the damn subreddit that we hate. And we still go on, anyways. It's the one. It's the things. The, the the. It's the you know the holes and like the. It's the one that's mostly filled with pimple popping.
1: New updates to the Silent Hill franchise have been long in coming. There hasn't been a new game in the series since 2012, and in 2014 it looked like the franchise was going to get a serious revival with the release of the wildly popular PT. Rip. A demo for the Guillermo del Toro slash Hideo Kojima project known at the time as Silent Hills. However, likely due to Kojima's unceremonious exit from Konami. That's an adjective. That was rough, man. Uh, Silent Hills was canceled and the PT demo was removed from the PlayStation Store, a sin Silent Hills fans seemingly still haven't forgotten. Seeing as how you can still buy PS4s with the demo still installed for like thousands of dollars on eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Since then, Silent Hill has lived in limbo, which, if you think about it, seems appropriate. Ah! This is exciting. I've wanted to play Silent Hill, but it's so old, it's hard to get my hands on it. Um, The movies were... Bad. Very bad. Bad, but I sort of enjoyed them because they were so bad.
0: You're cringe like that. It was
1: like bad, but good, but not good because it's bad.
0: No. No. Uh, I have, like, no experience with this franchise other than seeing played... the bad movies and, like, looking at some gameplay and going, that looks good. I probably can't handle that.
1: I actually played PT.
0: Yeah, I... you lucky fucker! Remember, you texted me about it. And I...
1: Wow, I have no idea what's going on. And I died a lot. Fair. And it's Hideo Kojima, so there were, like, really tough puzzles to solve. True. So I was doomed from the start. You have to plug in a microphone, and say a name to finally beat it.
0: I think it's funny. It's cool that there's more stuff coming from a franchise that's been semi-buried for a while. From CBR.com, Capcom's Resident Evil showcase revealed a new trailer for the upcoming uh, Resident Evil Village DLC, Shadows of Rose, The heartbreaking trailer shows Rose mourning her father, Ethan Winters, after he sacrificed himself to protect her. Rose then has to confront entities in the town, returning there 16 years after the end of Ari Village, while attempting to control the terrifying powers she has developed. The Winters expansion DLC comes separately or along with the Resident Evil Village Gold Edition. It launches October 28th, which was two days ago. Yes. Uh, I didn't play Ari Village. I'm going to get to it at some point. Jacob did play it and talked about it a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's not seven. Seven is perfect.
0: Um, seven is too scary for me to do again. I did it once and not, not again.
1: Uh, eight is... Again, Resident Evil going action again, kind of. It it was m- much more action game oriented than spooky haunted house or, or just scary game, um, which was a little bit... F- it, Just detracts, I think, from the experience. I want spooky, and it's just here's a bazooka. So fair. um, The puzzles were cool. There are still some good scares in it, but uh, it's fine. It's good. I was slightly interested in the DLC, but it's what did I say? Like twenty
0: bucks. Yeah, it's about twenty dollars USD.
1: the reviews i've seen already have said that it's like three hours of gameplay so that's a bit much for me capcom released a new story trailer and gameplay trailer for the upcoming resident evil 4 remake coming to playstation 4 and 5 xbox series con- consoles pc and psvr 2 march 24th
0: 2023 i was i was nervous i'm nervous i'm always nervous about remakes but the remakes they've done of the first three are all good to yes. different degrees, but yep. they're all good. I was really scared they're going to go less spooky. They're going more spooky. I'm I'm getting interested. It looks good and you it looks like they're more spooky. Yeah, I think so. It it's, it's hitting me as more spooky because I have modern gaming brain. Okay. Um, It looks good and it looks like they're actually changing it up enough where it's different mm. and it's not just a massive like visual overhaul. The gameplay looks different, but it's not wildly so. Right. I
1: downloaded the original and played a good chunk of it, but then my PS4 crashed or my con- controller died or something like that, and I couldn't finish it. Um, and then I got to 5 and wasn't able to move my game save over, so I haven't finished 4 yet. Rough. But I am very, very excited for this remake because I have very much enjoyed the Resident Evil remakes.
0: Sick nasty, bruh. Yeah. This is definitely on my list of I will buy it in the year it came out. What are you buying? From VideoGamesChronicle.com, earlier this week a role advertised on a job recruiting site stated that Sony was building a new internal game development team in partnership with PSS Visual Arts the San Diego-based support studio, which recently contributed to The Last of Us Part 1. The job listing later stated that the unannounced project was being developed in collaboration with Uncharted and The Last of Us Studio Naughty Dog. These sections of the job listing were later, later removed and replaced with Sony PlayStation is building an in, a new internal game development team. This is the same world-class team known for its contributions to The Last of Us franchise. Now, another job listing has been published based in the same San Diego area as Visual Arts. Although it doesn't make specific reference to the studio, it states that the role is for a new PlayStation studio based in San Diego, California. It goes on to state that currently we are co-developing an exciting new project with Naughty Dog in a beloved franchise. I Weird. want to speculate about this. It's Jack and Daxter. Easy. I'm gonna kill you. Easy, GG. Fuck you. Um, I mean, that would be fine, I guess, but, like, obviously it's either gonna be some form of Last of Us or Naughty Dog game. Blah. Blah. Last of Us or Uncharted game. So... Currently, where the franchises sit. So we have Uncharted. All of the four primary games are available on current gen. They're not. They've been remade. They've been remastered. So they're not a doing. Lot. Th- <laughs> yeah. So they're not gonna do that again. Uh, four had its um, DLC, Lost Legacy. Was that a standalone DLC, or is that you did have to have four for that? Standalone. Okay. So it was. A DLC for four that you could also play on its own. You played that, it was like what like 10 hours?
1: Yeah, something. It was
0: a short thing, which involves some people, which still is kind of an unknown plot to it. I'm not gonna spoil that. That's a that's a that was a that was a cool part of four. Um. Whatever. I don't know if they're making another one yet. I've I I have no fucking clue. I'm not like the biggest untreaded guy in the world, but like they it's a very successful series, but also they're not doing another one with Drake. So, were they testing the waters with new characters in the DLC to see if they could hold a whole game? Question mark. It's
1: entirely possible. Or I, I think it worked well.
0: Yeah. Or, on the other hand, Last of Us just the original game just got a full remake in the engine and in the art style of Last of Us 2 that came out like last month. And Last of Us 2 came out I would say two years ago now. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like it came out yesterday because people are still bitching and moaning about it. Um, I I haven't played all of two, but I'm feeling like it might be a new... I think it might be a new Last of Us before they go back to Uncharted. Even though... Uncharted's been a longer wait. It has, but Uncharted has... uh, it feels like it has more replay value. Each one of the games kind of lasts longer, not necessarily just in terms of gameplay itself, but because they're more action-oriented, they're a bit lighter-hearted than the Last of Us games, people are more often, more opted to go back to them. Versus Last of Us, people do it when they're depressed. (laughs) You know, they just remade the first game and it's like, it's another 20 hours of like, it's long and it's grueling and it's fun. But like, last of us is more critically acclaimed for a reason it focuses a lot more on the drama aspects versus uncharted's a pretty good balance of like blockbuster fun and also some pretty good drama
1: sony's been going really hard with last of us you've got the hbo show coming up yeah like you said they just re-remastered uh the first one the second one hit within the last two years uh i want to say there's something else I've, it's just been a lot of Last of Us. Yeah, I, think, I would be really upset if this is a another Last of Us entry.
0: I don't know if I would exactly be upset. I could understand that they might want to capitalize on the new engine, bef- like sooner rather than later, because they they rebranded the first game, the the remake version as Last of Us Part One, and because Last of Us Part Two is Part Two. It it it, it feels like they want to make a complete package type deal. So it feels like a Last of Us 3 in the same engine because it's been soon enough since they made the new engine would feel kind of expected, I guess. Mm -hmm. This story leaves it off with plenty enough room for more stuff. I guess. I would prefer another Uncharted game. Yes. For sure, even if it's not necessarily Uncharted 5. Even if it's another, like, side... They they might have to kind of put Uncharted to the... We're mostly doing side games now because they don't have the balls to make a full-size entry without Drake. Yeah. I could go go either way on this, honestly. It's just, I think it's interesting. That's why I included it. Usually, like, job listings are a nightmare to try to figure out what the fuck they mean, but that one was a little bit clearer. I'm already
1: tired of Last of Us. There's been so much, and it's not even all out yet, and I kind of don't care. (laughs) The first one just doesn't hit. So, eh. Um, Uncharted does other games, though. Like, I said it as a joke, but it's been way longer since Jack and Daxter, and I think they did something else, too. Another series. Uh, I gotta look it up.
0: Technical difficulties.
1: Ah, they did the original Crash Team
0: Racing. That's definitely what the new game is going to be. It's going to be Uncharted, but a racing game. There you go.
1: You have to steal the gold coins and shoot the other cart's balloons. That would be so bad. It's a battle racer. It's like (laughs) a a violet cart racer. You're shooting the other cart drivers.
0: (laughs) No, thank you.
1: (laughs) From Kotaku.com. Happy birthday to the Fallout franchise, which which I'm currently treating as a real person and not a corporate-owned IP. You are 25 years old this year. Wow, how time flies. You are bigger than ever with multiple games, DLCs, mods, and now in-development TV show from Amazon. Let's see what Amazon got you and all your fans to celebrate this wonderful time. Oh, a single screenshot from the show that doesn't actually have... that doesn't actually show anything. First announced back in July of 2020, Bethesda and Amazon are working together on the upcoming live-action Fallout TV show set in the famous fictional universe of the games. And just like in the games, the series will feature underground vaults where small pockets of humanity survived a devastating nuclear war that destroyed the planet, turning most of it into desolate
0: wastelands filled with mutants and other
1: nasty things.
0: For folks. Sorry. Every time you say Mutant in the MCU, you have to play the fucking X Men 90s cartoon theme. Ah. I want Deadpool to make a joke about it. Continue.
1: For folks who have been waiting to get their first real look at the still unnamed Fallout show, well, Amazon decided to share a very tiny teaser with you all. Very tiny. A single screenshot
0: from the show. That's
1: it. Enjoy. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's a single screenshot. Wow. It is a bit of a letdown. I was hoping for something. They're in Vault 33. That's the only thing that we know. It sounds like it's
1: still a long, long ways off, so
0: wow. Wait. Faux Shizzle. From Kotaku.com, sometimes the scariest thing isn't a giant monster or an an army of zombies. Instead, it can be something so believable and straightforward that it feels like it could happen to you one day. Take, for example, a new trailer for an upcoming body cam horror video game going viral online. It only features one strange woman and a guy looking for his dog, yet the game's visuals and body cam perspective make it feel like a real clip you might stumble upon in some dark part of the web. As explained on the developer's Patreon page, Paranormal Tales, aka PT, get get it? Uh, is being developed by two friends who are inspired by games like Alien Isolation, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, and PT. So PT was called PT because it was just a playable test. Yeah, I know. That's it. I know, it's <laughs> great. The game, which is built in Unreal Engine 5, finally, <gasps> we're f- finally getting to games in 5, uh, will consist of different chapters, each presented as a piece of lost footage obtained by a group called the Paranormal Tales Committee. In each episode, players will step into the shoes of the person wearing the body cam and experience the action from their perspectives, adding feelings of realism and voyeurism to the horror. The developers say that the game will definitely feature jump scares, anxiety, and maybe even spiders. Fuck you! (laughs) According to the game's official website, each chapter will be set in different locations and tell various spooky stories like an anthology of terror. There is no release date for Paranormal Tales, though you can find the game on Steam and add it to your wishlist. The devs say this is a long-term project, which sounds like it might be a while before the game is out and playable. So this thing looks really freaking cool, and I will not be able to play it. I will shit myself so bad. But I legit, like, I knew it was a game clip. But the first time I was watching, like, the, the footage, it does look like, for the most part, the first half of it does look, like, near photorealistic. It's really good looking for a body, like, a body cam perspective is a really cool idea. I'm gonna shit myself and cry though.
1: I noticed is that the camera has a weird uh, effect on the edges of the screen. So like you're walking through the woods and the trees look slightly bent. It's got like a fisheye effect on the yeah, camera, alone, which is cool. Most
0: of those types of cameras have a little bit of fisheye. Right. Eye. That's
1: probably just a body cam thing. Uh,
0: but the lighting looks amazing. Just uh, it, Unreal Engine Five has insane like technology. It's fucking nuts. It looks
1: like a flashlight walking through the woods it fades off quickly and it 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 doesn't I really hate calling games photorealistic because it ages so poorly but that is how a flashlight looks in the woods like it drops off so quickly um the the foliage looked great it looked just like Stepping out my front door and walking through the woods Like, I've done that plenty of times Oh, yeah Uh, <laughs> The the scary woman was funny to me Because, yeah, leave the dog Slender Man's gonna step out any minute now And it literally turned and saw the scary woman And then it glitches to her w- Crab
0: walking backwards towards you Like, <laughs> great, great scares Um I think it's an interesting format, which is kind of cool. Like, having just different anthology episodes with different types of horror, it also probably makes it a lot easier to release in chunks. Right. As a, a small dev team with a Patreon page. Right.
1: Yeah. I'm curious to see how that works. Um, How much of the story is going to be relevant, I guess? How much of it is just, hey, we made something scary, we need to slap some story on it? Or- yeah because they they have a, a paranormal investigative team or whatever mentioned right. in the story so um
0: I don't know I added it to my wish list as you were talking so that's good we shall see neat I'm sure you'll play it at some point and I will watch you play it from across the room I was gonna say maybe this will be a live stream in a couple of years maybe maybe this is this is general this is the limit though this is the like. It's like asking me if I'm gonna go play Resident Evil Seven in like VR. Like, no, no, no. no I I, can't I will
1: do it. not do that. I can't I do it. I love Resident Evil Seven. That game freaked me out on a shitty 1080p TV. Yeah, I had to take many breaks. For that. <laughs> it was a lot. Like,
0: I was no. like, playing it, going, "No way will I ever play this in VR." Nope. And then this is like, that's the thing. It's like, no, no, no. Of course we're including jump scares, and it's taken from a first person's perspective with a shitty webcam. <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't care. It's meant to scare me. That's good. I'm sure it'll be very well done and polished and effective. And I'll love watching people play it. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you.
1: No, 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 no. The, it just looks so good. Like, it's only a minute teaser. And I'm excited for it. And I just found out
0: about it. you welcome. I find stuff sometimes. From
1: Kotaku.com, CD Projekt Red has announced that a remake of 2007's original Witcher is in development. The project is being handled by Polish studio Fools Theory and is being built from the ground up in Unreal Engine 5 using the same tools CDPR is creating for its own future Witcher games. Fifteen years ago today, which was probably two weeks ago, (laughs) <laughs> the original Witcher was released starring everyone's favorite grumpy monster slayer, Geralt, as he tries to regain his memories with the help of his friends and fellow Witchers. The first game, like other games in the franchise, is based on a fantasy book series by Polish author Andre. I believe it's Andre Sapkowski, but there's a Z and a J in the Andre, so sue me. Since it's released... CD Projekt Red has gone on to make more Witcher games, as well as spin-offs like Gwent and the dystopian sci-fi action RPG Cyberpunk 2077.
0: Are you up for a game of Gwent?
1: But the third-person fantasy RPG was the studio's very first game, and now CDPR wants to update this classic for the next generation of gamers and also put it in the same engine as their next game. Shh. Hot. CDPR... Describes the remake as a modern reimagining of the original game.
0: This uh, is really fucking exciting, actually. Yeah, uh,
1: there's a lot of love for the original game and maybe the second one too. Um, it's kind of like a got a cult following.
0: Um, but it's really hard to it's play so if you're difficult. not, if you're not old, like I've yeah. not played games like it's that. I can, I could It's an old school it.
1: game with yeah. old school game controls. And it's very difficult to get used to. I'm definitely
0: excited for it more so in the story sense, because uh, I it's going to look so pretty in Unreal Engine 5 and, oh, and all that. But like, so we both like the books, yes, yes, yes. We both like the books. We like we like the show. We like the lore. We like the the he does the slashy slashy growl grr, fuck. You know, it's all good stuff. But like, the fact that the games are like probably canonical after the books is such a weird idea. Because like you know there are different endings in the games, but like they're they're set after the books mostly. I don't think so. Most of them it's it's, it's complicated, like.
1: It is complicated I have, where the I have the story they are. Yeah,
0: because, like, I've played two one time. I didn't finish it, and it was good. It was just a little hard to get into because it was from, like, early two gens ago. It was, yeah. like, early PS3 and Xbox 360. And it
1: literally starts with a questionnaire of how you played the last game story.
0: Yeah, and it, it's a completely different genre than the first game. And then the third one is a massive overhaul of the second one, which is cool. It's nice that the franchise can, like, reinvent itself like that. Right. I highly doubt that the next game is going to be that different from The Witcher 3, but... Like, I want the lore nuggets and the story from the first game, but I, I I can't play it. Like, I'd have to watch a really long YouTube video or, like, watch other people play it, so I'm excited to actually get to play it myself and yes. get all the lore nuggets. You love you some lore nuggets. Also, Unreal Engine 5 is hot. Looks really good. Like Yeah. Yeah, 4 has been overstaying its welcome a little bit too long, in my opinion. From Kotaku.com, well, I guess we're going back to Boston again, folks. Back to Boston. Uh Bethesda announced this week that its post-apocalyptic open-world RPG, <laughs> putting it as an RPG is is generous, Fallout 4 will be refreshed on PS5 and Xbox Series consoles and PC next year with a bunch of enhancements and improvements. The news comes via the news comes via the company's blog, which has been posting about the Fallout series 25th anniversary all month long. Buried in the most recent post from today, Bethesda confirmed that a free next-gen update for Fallout 4 will drop in 2023. While there isn't an exact date, you can expect the usual next-gen polish pass on PS5 and Xbox Series consoles. You know things like a performance mode for higher frame rates as well as 4K resolution support. The PC version already has both of these, while the Xbox Series X players previously had a 60 FPS FPS to boost patch from Microsoft. But this update will also include some much needed bug fixes and additional creation hub content. Creation, creation club content. There you go. In other words, players on every other platform will get at least some benefit from this update when it launches. Fallout 4 is pretty mid, but this is still good. Like, the fact that most games from last gen or last gen, you know, Xbox One and PS4, are still getting, like, at least visual updates, you know, yeah. like, here you go, it'll now play 4K 60 as best as we can, anyways. That's nice. It'll
1: actually run at mostly
0: 60 FPS. Right. Like, yeah. because this current gen's hardware is, uh, while a jump, it's like the same architecture systems as last gen, Great. it makes sense that they're going to keep updating stuff because it's all backwards compatible. So this is cool. I'm not going to probably play it again because Fallout 4 is, eh, it's fine. But it's, it's cool that they're doing it. I don't know.
1: Fallout 4 was my introduction
0: to Fallout. That's a rough place to start. Yeah. Yeah. It has a lot of it had a lot of tech problems too. Not like that's you know new for a Bethesda game, but I wasn't huge
1: on the hub building aspect of it, but yeah, no, the exploring part was fine. So, wow, wowza, uh, epic! I think just gave away Fallout Three for free, uh, so I plan on hitting that up and hopefully it. reviewing it in several months.
0: Nice. Very nice.
1: Nintendo and Illumination premiered the first teaser for the Super Mario Brothers movie coming to cinemas April 7th, 2023, which means, as an aside, that we will be reviewing that movie... Very soon. ...at the end of April,
0: so for the May episode of Season 2. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> the visuals actually look really good. They for, look amazing. In, for Illumination especially. Yeah. They have i hate their animation style like their in-house style is garbage and it it just it looks horrible and it looks it looks weird it looks like a walking meme it looks like it's like auto-generated child's content most of their movies have been hot garbage but yeah this thing does visually look really good and yeah. it's pretty well in line with the already like established you know current gen last gen like super mario bros aesthetic which matches pretty good uh Jack Black is having a blast as Bowser and that's cool because like Jack Black is kind of a movie star in a sense but like he is a personality I think more than anything else like he does like you know the the one he's I remember when the internet exploded when he started like doing gaming streams and shit like he's a everybody likes Jack Black more than like The Rock or like whatever he's like everybody likes something he does. So I don't feel like it's out of left field to make him do a voice. It doesn't feel like celebrity voice casting. It feels like he has the talent to actually do that. He's done some pretty dramatic roles in his life as well. Like he's a multifaceted dude. Most people just like for the memes. And then there's Chris Pratt.
1: I really don't care. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Everybody
1: it'll, loves to hate about
0: it. I don't care. It'll probably be on unaf- a like inoffensive. It's just the disparity between the effort between the two of them is like kind of jaw dropping.
1: So there's such a huge cast in this movie. I'm a l- I don't think it's going to be a turd. Of a, of a movie for us to review for this show. I probably think it'll not. be one of the higher notes. And so I am excited because it won't be as painful.
0: Uh, I agree, but we're still going to have a few drinks. And <laughs> by a few, I mean a lot. If you say so. I'm it going to. It looks good and it'll probably sound fine. Yeah, it'll sound like Sound fun. good. Um, As I said when we watched the trailer in the theater last night, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach can sit on my face. I don't care. I have no filter, and I don't care. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy is a great casting for a live-action Princess Peach. What are you doing? Why make her do the voice? Get her in the pink dress. Just saying. Moving on. Bonk. Bonk, 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 bonk. bonk. From PCGamer.com, The Callisto Protocol, the fleshy, goopy space horror game from former Dead Space devs, has been cancelled in Japan following a thumbs down from the country's computer entertainment rating organization.
1: My heart dropped when I was skimming this article, yeah. and I had to slow down
0: and read it again. <laughs> in a statement posted to Twitter, the game's team says it's going to cancel the game's Japanese release entirely rather than make the changes necessary to modify the ra- to mollify the ratings board. The statement is understandably in Japanese, but we can provide a basic translation. It reads, The Jap... Bleh. The Callisto Protocol's Japanese version has been discontinued. At present, it cannot pass the C-E-R-O rating. Before going on to say that the team decided that making CEROs required changes would not provide the experience players expect, so the game won't release in Japan at all. As you'd hope, Japanese players who pre-ordered the game will be getting refunds, but it's a shame that the game has reached this impasse with Japan's rating board. On the one hand, it does absolutely suck that they're not getting the game, especially because it's in J- they're Japanese developers. But also, that means this shit's going to be nasty, and I'm so here for it. I'm really excited for this game. You're going to have a lot of
1: Japanese people with a parrot on their shoulder and a bottle of rum in their hand. Going ahoy, matey. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I have to say. That's fair. From PCGamer.com... Discord is doing its best to become an all-encompassing voice chat option no matter where you play, and it looks like we'll be able to chat with even more console pals soon. As spotted by The Verge, data miner Advaith has apparently discovered evidence that voice chat integration will come to PS5 in the near future. Sadly, it looks like there's nothing in the works for PS4 users outside of the already available option to display game activity. The leak quickly follows on from the platform's integration with Xbox, which was pushed out to everyone back in September. It's admittedly been a finicky process hooking up to voice chat on console. The whole thing requires you to have your mobile phone at the ready and the Xbox app installed, but with the phone requirement dropped soon, hopefully that means the PlayStation version will also be a simple few taps to dive into Discord voice. Channels.
0: I have the same comments I had last time when we discussed it going to Xbox. This is cool and good. I don't care that much, though, because I don't socialize and I don't use Discord too much. Yeah. But it's cool that it's we're getting a pretty consistent thing across board. Instead of, like, Microsoft buying Mixer to have their own streaming platform that went to shit and then they, like, sold it to Facebook because, like, they didn't want Twitch on Xbox or some shit. Like, it's better for this to have cooperation between companies than not.
1: I kind of wonder if this is leading towards... Uh... Like multiplayer, ease in developing multiplayer games because they won't have to include their own voice chat system. They can just say, log into your Discord and run it through the game. Like It's already there. It'll already be on every system. That
0: makes sense. And it'll also make it easier for cross-play because cross-play is becoming a lot more prevalent now. So that way you just... It's just a big hodgepodge of people, and you can all hop in the same Discord chat for I your games. I kind of hope it would go to that. That makes <laughs> That sense. seems so much more simple. Yeah. Of course, inevitably, when, like... So much simpler? Simpler, yeah. Of course, inevitably, when some retarded-ass billionaire just buys Discord and then deletes it off the internet, then all of the games wouldn't work together, which would blow. So making it a linchpin might not be the good idea. I, but having base built-in chat is still probably a good, good plan mm. for uh, longevity's sake. Last one. From PCGamer.com, Netflix anime series Cyberpunk Edgerunners showed up to give Cyberpunk 2077 quite a stim in the arm last month, but it was a one-time boost. CD Projekt has made it clear there's no second season of the show in the works. Edgerunners was conceived from the beginning as a one-off. Which leads us right into our review of Cyberpunk Edgerunners, which is our... uh, our, entertainment thingamabob jigger for this month
1: movie or tv show for this month
0: yes so yeah i can
1: translate spencer retardy as well
0: yes uh so it is a 2022 uh polish japanese cyberpunk web anime series based on the video game um the series was animated by studio trigger under the supervision of cd project and it, it came out on netflix last month in september um it's obviously in the same universe as the game and the tabletop game that the video game is inspired by. Weird stuff. Uh, we follow a, a a boyo named David. He's a 17-year-old dweeb nerd boy. And then he gets wrapped up in some shenanigans. He gets lots of cybernetic parts and becomes an edge runner. Whoa! I just described the whole plot. He
1: drops out of high school and becomes a punk.
0: Whoa! So this was kind of surprisingly good. I don't, I don't know why I'm so surprised by it, because it, th- this falls into the type of video game-adjacent media that tends to be good. It's the expanding the universe on top of the pre-existing canon right. stuff.
1: It's not really held back by anything in the game.
0: It just does its own thing. It's just set in the same universe. There's no real connections other than the same companies being referenced, and apparently the game now has, like, a side quest that's relevant to the anime, but, like, that's it.
1: There's a lot of visual effects that are in the game uh, like all the phone call conversations the I ring do like tone, those are nice um, the uh, at the at least at the very end uh, when they're driving to a different location they have the map and the the point the pinpoint and the road you know highlight um, the whole map works the same way the game does um, as
0: far as colors and and visuals makes sense um, I have yet to play the game in any capacity other than watching people online because it's a fucking meme of a game, but I'll get to it. So there's a
1: lot of visual and audio cues that that carry over from the game. That That makes sense. That was my
0: point. That's good. Um, But yeah, it's in that spot of like, we just kind of want to build on some of the concepts that the game has rather than be a, a adaptation of the original medium or a reinterpretation of like the base concept. So that's cool. That means it's probably not so... See, I was about to say that that type of stuff tends to not be very uh, new person friendly. You get your... Not exactly the same, but like uh, The Witcher had an anime movie and I think has an anime series coming. That was pretty good. It's not exactly the same thing because it's only shifting over from the the television canon, but it's a similar type of like, this isn't really newbie friendly, but it is good, you know? Um, but this is pretty newbie friendly because I haven't played the game. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. But, like, I know how cyberpunk works, typically speaking. It's a subgenre I have a eh, strong affinity for. So, like, and I don't hate anime all the time. It, so this was, I, I could follow everything going on because they explained everything just enough where I understand the concepts. And I can use my imagination on the rest.
1: It's cool and kind of builds off of what you were just saying. It fe- It happens in the same location as the game, uh, but, it happens on its own. It's just another gang of cyberpunks doing their own thing and it's entirely possible that it happens at the same time that, you know, you're playing the game but you can just completely miss it. It's a big city and, you, you could be doing your own thing and these guys do their own thing and not even pass each other. Like, it just feels like, uh, it's the same world but a different story
0: yeah yeah so that that's all cool and good stuff um the (sighs) kind of have to get my negatives out of the way now so i can get into the positives i think the structure of this thing is not great it has really weird short time jumps and about halfway through the series it skips like a full year ahead and it's Writing on a lot more emotional investment than i think the the show did the work for this is also me not being a very strong lover of anime so i'm i'm uh, i resist the tropes you know i don't fall into telling like believing what the anime wants me to believe oh, you know yeah it just i'm i push back on a little bit more and it's like i i think it could have done a little bit more of the legwork in terms of like the romance angle and the just the general emotional stuff, you know, the, the last episode, which I just watched this morning, has the final anime montage of the character dying and then they're seeing how their life went and it's played over dramatic music. And like, I get that that's like kind of a meme, especially in American media, that's a joke. Um, and anime still does that pretty frequently. And I have no issues with that, but it, I felt nothing because
1: can it, yeah exactly where the All
0: right and it's like i don't feel anything for this character i don't dislike david but i don't i've watched less than five hours of anime it's 10 episodes long and each episode is about 20 to 25 minutes including credits which is fine i like how short it is but like trying to pull my emotions that much over such a short period of time didn't i I didn't buy in you know yeah no i
1: I feel the same i had to watch this show over many many breaks because i'm really not much of an anime fan that's fair so i would
0: i watched it in like like two
1: two episodes and then just be like okay time to move on like i'm getting bored it's kind of feeling the samey
0: i watched it in two binge sessions of roughly half and then i only had the i had the last episode this morning so like it it functions by all means. It's just eight episodes? Ten? ten. Ten. Um it functions and it just it feels like if it wanted to be a bit more of an introductory piece of media, then it might have wanted to, to straighten out that structure a little bit better. But it's
1: uh, interesting because a lot of their jargon doesn't get explained, but you can kinda figure out where what it means and
0: where it's like going. The slang. Like, yeah, like like chooms is like Exactly. It's like essay basically it's just like stuff like that like the filler words they use are they're stuff i'm not familiar with but it's like you can piece it together and i like that it doesn't feel the need to overly explain that sort of stuff that's just good writing um there's a lot of characters for being such a a short project um i have mixed feelings on all of them but uh I, i don't know i don't dislike any of them which is something usually there's a character in an anime that'll drive me absolutely ballistic, and none of them did that for me. You and
1: Colin were <laughs> thirsty for one character that <laughs> drove me crazy. I could not
0: stand it. This character would be Rebecca, the no, short stack. I it was Lucy. No, Lucy's the, Lucy's the boring, the, the the boring uh, one that he falls in love with for okay. no reason. All
1: right, yeah, Rebecca. Then. No,
0: Rebecca's the short stack with the loud mouth, little goblin girl.
1: Like even the loud mouth part doesn't bother me, but her voice is very screechy and she she was like the only character that did the anime
0: thing of just like you mean, ah! yeah all
1: man. the time yeah. like nobody talks like that.
0: Yeah. I get I get it. I it, get, I get it. It just it it tickled a funny a spot in my huge brain. Huge
1: anime thing yeah. of just like
0: glug, glug, glug. at least it was basically just the one character doing that. Yes. The rest that is the thing I think that kept me not engrossed but like following along without being on my phone the whole time <laughs> which is a low bar but like actually just watching it was the fact that it took itself vaguely seriously there wasn't the the thing my biggest thing with anime that i dislike is the like tonal dissonance between the subject matter and then the way that they usually do humor or and like
1: now a kaiju runs in
0: right or you know the way that they they stop everything it's like a freeze frame and then they spit out 50 jokes in a row you know like That's a pretty common thing, especially in, like, YA anime stuff. And, like, I get why people like that, but that's my biggest gripe with it. And this doesn't do that that much. It has slow motion, and they certainly have a couple of jokes here and there. But, like, it feels like a lot more, like, it feels like American writing, which is weird. But, like, the way that they write the humor feels a lot more character-based than it does. And now we have the short one do a fart joke, you know? Um, The action was all pretty good. There's lots of fights and lots of guns. I dug most of it. A
1: lot of violence.
0: <laughs> the this that is definitely the thing that this thing nails is like, oh wow, look, it's so bright and colorful. Cullif- oh, we just ripped his head off. Yep. you know, which is nice. It, it that guy just got a hook through the face. It definitely kept me sitting on the edge a little bit, anyways. It like, yeah, they killed Rebecca five minutes before the end of the show, which is <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> I mean, way to go out they like a champ. They pretty much killed everybody. They killed off a lot of people. Like the first half was pretty straightforward, and then the second half was like. Oh, they're killing everybody, aren't they? That's
1: why it was really no surprise to me that there's not going to be a season two. Like, yeah, like there aren't that unless many... they did a completely different cast of
0: people. Right.
1: Like, there's nothing else they can do. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Yeah, action is good. The style was there. I probably won't watch it again. No. Nah. Maybe I'll re. The the memes are funny. My my man David literally said, "I'm built different." There's no way they did. <laughs> they were not aware that that was a meme. There is no way. Like. <laughs> I mean, the d- Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was mostly marketed by Keanu Reeves and the fact that everybody loves him. There, they, CD Projekt Red is aware of memes. They're they're very definitely plugged in on the meme stuff. Oh yeah. So, just saying, there's there's some there's some cool meme moments in this which are funny. But like me, I enjoyed it. This is one of the best things we've talked about in terms of a g- video game adjacent media. But.
1: I'm disappointed that this is what they had to do to get a, a
0: massive boost in a player base.
1: Sequel approved. That is really weird. Because I guarantee a lot of the people that went and played the game after watching the show went, oh, this is what the game is like, and quickly dropped off. I haven't checked the numbers, but yeah, it got a huge player boost, and then uh, I can't imagine those players stuck around for very long. Yeah, the which game is, a shame. is not similar enough to the show, like I I do love the concept of the game but it falls apart as an open
0: world oh yeah quickly so
1: I don't know I do want it to work yeah but it just doesn't right now
0: yeah so this is out of out of all of the TV show movie things we've talked about I think this is probably the best one I wasn't in pain for pretty much any of it. I'll give it that. And I, I I enjoyed it. For a short binge of anime that I liked, I'd say I liked it. I'll forget it in, like, a okay. few months. Yeah, I would put this a little bit below Cuphead. Interesting. Cuphead had me less hooked. This, this thing actually got me, you know, reacting to what was going on on screen, being like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Yeah, but, like... Cuphead I could just throw on, you know? It was less maybe just because it was kind of less involved emotionally. It was like it's just dumb slapstick stuff, you mm. know? And it's like I'll watch a couple episodes, go to bed.
1: That's interesting you because know? I at the time I would have said I enjoyed Cuphead more than you did,
0: but I think you did, but like I don't know. It,
1: I think this by the time is
0: probably the best thing that we have watched this year. I think the th- the this and then the two seasons of Cuphead seasons and massive quotations, the two batches of episodes Um, I think they're in the same range of like adjacent to the game animated, Mm. definitely made by devs, you know, just fun, nothing really to complain about, nothing huge, but nothing like that exciting either. So, I mean, yeah, we're starting to see a pattern in what the fuck happens with these damn adaptations, but we're, we're going to keep going forever because they're never going to stop making them.
1: I have one last thing to say about Cyberweave. If you are all set,
0: I dig the jacket. Continue.
1: Uh, I. Most of our listeners know that I am a metalhead. Mm-hmm. I love big, loud, scary music. It does have no, have. no, 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 no! Uh, I say the thing. Uh, this is my point. I liked the music in this show. It was poppy. It wasn't aggressively anime. Uh, it honestly reminded me. It, it had the same vibes as like what's always playing in Jetpack. I don't know what station they listen to, but it's yeah, always like that kind of grungy punk, pop yeah. rock
0: stuff. That makes sense because that's a little uh, that's a lot more up cyberpunk's alley. Uh, judging by what the game looks like yeah. in terms of musical style, more so than like your. So if we're if this was a Blade Runner anime and it was like similarly styled, it would be like Doomer Wave, you know? Like it's very they're they're despite the the fact that they're in the same subgenre of cyberpunk, they're very different tones. You know? Yes. So, like, I, I, I agree. This was It was definitely in line with the show. Some of the theme was pretty catchy. It's nothing insane, but, you know, it was, it was solid. Speaking of Jetpack,
1: Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire, they give us support. They let us lots do our show. Lots of emotional support. Yeah, lots of emotional support. Every once in a while, they'll hold our hand, and it just makes us feel nice, and it helps us continue on doing what we do. Uh, they are in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire. Like I said, they have comics and games. You should go and check them out and ask them anything nerdy that comes into your mind because they probably have an answer or they probably have a guy or girl on the crew that can answer your question. They are all
0: super nerds. Go buy your your Cyberpunk and your Witcher comics there because they got plenty of those too. They do, they do have a good old video game comics. The section. Witcher
1: comics are okay. I have no interest in reading cyberpunk comics. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh,
0: also, a big thank you goes out to Whoa, our...
1: Oh, I wasn't going to keep
0: doing the credits because we
1: still have t- t-
0: t- trivia. Oh, yeah, we're regarded. I was just doing a random I, My br- my, my brain just...
1: Uh, it was the Humpty Hump that I was thinking of as a funny joke, uh, as a funny guess to, to the Turtles
0: song. Uh, n- no. N- nice try, Thank you. sir. Thank uh, you. Uh, not, not, a, not, nope. You're, you're ah! wrong. The Humpty Hump of Turtles. <laughs> I hate you. I know. So, uh, you might have heard of the artist known as, uh, Vanilla Ice at some time in your life. If I showed you a picture, you would know who he is. He's a big white dude who doesn't actually rap with a fucking high top. Okay. He looks like a skinny Duke Nukem. Okay. In like a bad way. Yo, it's the green machine gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen the turtle get down? Slamming it damage to the new sweet sound. Yeah. Okay, let's not get DMCA'd. Um <laughs>
1: I've never heard that song. (laughs) Really?
0: Yeah. I'm impressed. It's the most popular Ninja Turtle song ever. Mostly because it's bad. Wow. Uh, And Vanilla Ice isn't a real musician. He's like, I don't know what he is. He's not even that. He's like... (sighs) DJ Khaled is technically a producer, so I guess that counts for him. But like, Vanilla Ice is basically DJ Khaled. It's like his name gets attached to stuff, and like, technically he's the one saying the words. But one, it's bad, and he can't perform. Two, he did not write it. And three, he did not write the music or perform any of the music. It's really bad. Uh, wow, it's a classic meme though. It it is one of the better Ninja Turtle songs because it's memor- memorably bad, uh, and it plays in its entirety at the end of uh, TMNT two, The Secret of the Ooze. The final battle or the second to final battle uh, plays in a in a dance club while they're performing it on stage. Ugh. It's so fucking weird. I don't know if I like or hate that. <laughs> uh, wacky 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 stuff. So next month next podcast next dime gaming bros season two episode two. one yes we will have a slightly tweaked format we're going to be doing some different stuff with our trivia we got to bang out some some details here and there but we will be coming back refreshed and new for christmas month so we have all sorts of fun fun snowy snowy christmasy family fun things for next month's episode so that'll be a blast um a big thank you goes out to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Dime Comic Bros. We have two patrons right now. We have Jeff Lorenz, and then we have Caitlin. Uh, they give us money. End of point. Uh, <laughs> if you want to... They su- get things because of their money. True. They buy stuff. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go ahead and get a whole bunch of cool rewards like stickers, drawings done by Colin, get obviously mentioned on the podcast, Um early access to this podcast as well as Dime Comic Bros, which is our primary podcast we do on a weekly basis with our buddy Colin, talking about all things comics, comic books, comic book games and stuff and things, Um, as well as exclusive access to Dime Comic Bros Happy Hour, which is another weekly podcast segment that is exclusive to Patreon, where we crack open a beer or have a cup of coffee and just talk about some weird, random nonsense. Sometimes it's Uh, 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 Ninja Turtles rankings, and sometimes it's Ben 10, and sometimes it's coffee, and then sometimes it's about Halloween ends being a garbage movie. Just all sorts of weird, random stuff. Every once
1: in a while, we'll throw in a comment
0: about the beer we're drinking. True. Most of the time, it's it's about the beer we're drinking. Sometimes we'll have full conversations just about what we're drinking. There have been a couple of those podcasts. It's only about the booze, which is fun. I mean, that's fine. That's good. We should do more of those. Yes, more booze um go check out our social media on twitter and instagram for updates screenshots from all the games we're playing some some cool pictures we took with our little camera phones uh as well as teasers for what's upcoming visit our website at dimecomicbros.com for links to all of our episodes some cool artwork some fun just fun shenanigans over there tune in next month for the premiere of the next episode of dime gaming bros Jacob, do you want to reveal what game you're playing, or do you want to keep it a, a fun family, a, 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 nice a, a nice little present, a present in a box, in a bag, in a box, in a bag, inside of a box with a bow
1: um, for Christmas? Uh, uh, I'll drop a little hint. Ah, oh. uh, it is a, a Christmas time game. Yeah, it's well known. Oh, and uh, there's there's just nothing that looks like blood in the snow. You know what I mean? Blood Blood on snow is nice. It's, it gets me in the holiday spirits. That is
0: a fucking way to describe it. Interesting, okay. Well, is it wrong? No, it's just so bizarre. I have no hints about what I'm doing except for the fact that I'm keeping it secret in a box, inside a bag, inside of a gift bag, inside of tissue paper, wrapped in duct tape inside of a box with a bow.
1: It feels nice beating the shit out of people for Christmas. You know what I mean? I
0: agree. Just
1: freaking dumping them on their ass and snapping their leg in half. Ooh. Ugh. It's so satisfying.
0: Very Christmassy feeling. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. And hopefully we have we will have taken the full year of doing this podcast and ironed out some of the kinks. Probably. But not, But we though. will be no less kinky. Thanks for listening. Go away now Go Hi, away, Ryan. Ryan. No, don't banish Ryan to the abyss.
1: Oh, that must have scared the crap out of you. You need to get off the internet. I know <laughs> I do. <laughs> Fighting games are the worst.
0: Yeah. Birds and things. I forgot where I was going. To Turns out I'm retarded.
1: All right.